God of all the saints, we have come to praise you today. God, cleanse our hearts. God of mercy, love, and power, cast out unholy fear. You have opened our lips, now enliven our minds and open our spirits to hear and respond to the cadences of your truth. Let us pray. God of our ancestors, friend in our midst, we come before you in thanksgiving. We thank you for giving us life. We thank you for giving us freedom. We thank you for bringing us peace. We thank you for the one who brought us over from death to life. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, a rich food filled with marrow, a well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations, he will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said that that on that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. A reading from John, chapter 12. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing... They heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Here ends the lessons. Good morning. Today is a remarkable day in the Christian year. It's the Feast of All Saints. Yesterday, of course, is probably the better-known feast day of the Irish Saint Jack O'Lantern. But today, we're going big. We're going all saints. And I'm going to let you in on a secret of mine. All Saints Day is my favorite feast day. 
It beats out even Christmas and Easter, and that's saying something, because chocolate eggs are pretty special. The reason I love this day so much is because of its first name, All. This is the day on which we remember and we celebrate and we hold in our hearts before God all the saints, every single one. But who gets to be a saint? Well, after the early years of Christianity, the church established some convenient, specific rules that would let you know if you had become a saint. Uh, If you are interested in the job of saint, uh, then those who are left behind after you die can submit your name in application for the position. You would then go through a long vetting process uh, called canonization. It comes from the Greek word kanon, which means something like measuring rod or ruler. So what would happen is the church would essentially look at your life to see if it measured up to the qualifications for sainthood. If, for instance, you had helped the poor a lot, uh, or if you gave up a great career as an international executive and devoted your life to helping others, that would be a definite tick mark in the plus column on your sainthood qualifications. And if your previous career had been doing something naughty, (laughs) and then you converted, (laughs) oh, and then you gave up your naughtiness to do good things, well, that would be really great. Because then your life story, your hagiography, would have a nice salacious touch to it that everyone would enjoy reading later on. Of course, if you performed miracles, that would be the very best thing. Now, if you're thinking that you want to be canonized and you haven't performed any miracles yet, don't worry. Okay? It's still very possible that miracles can occur after you die at the site of your bodily remains or your relics because of your intercession with God. <laughs> so there are several options available to you in your quest for sainthood. The problem is that I think this is all a little more complicated than it should be. I'm personally convinced that the canonization process is actually much easier. I'm pretty sure that what's required for sainthood is that you are part of God's wonderful creation. The creation that God called very good. I happen to believe that you all, we all, are saints of God. We are all welcome at God's feast. We are all welcome in God's house. We are all embraced by God's love, no matter how unworthy of God's love you may feel. Obviously, I feel strongly about this, and there's a reason for that. I know what it's like to be told that God doesn't love me as much as God loves others. I know what it's like to be told that I don't have an invitation to God's banquet and that God would rather not see me anywhere near God's house. I've been told that the gifts I have to offer are not wanted, that the love I have to give is not love, that the worship I bring to God 
is false worship. Growing up gay in an evangelical Christian world is a bit daunting. I was in junior high when I first heard the word faggot. I was a late bloomer. I didn't know what it meant, so I looked it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, which incidentally is still my favorite book, as if you've had me for, as a student, you know that. Um, what I read scared the crap out of me. This was bad. And how did they know? It didn't help that faggot also means a bunch of twigs and sticks to burn heretics. Being told that who you are that something as basic to your identity as the color of your eyes is going against God's will. It not only makes you less than good in God's eyes, it makes you damned. Man, I got to tell you, for someone who loved God as much as I did and only wanted to be loved back, that was a despairing message. And it took me a long time and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of tears to learn that that message isn't true. Not only was my being gay not a barrier to my relationship with God, I came to learn that being gay is a gift, nothing less than God's blessing on my life. God has given me, me, a white, upper-middle-class male from the Midwest, The ability to see through oppressed eyes. The ability to understand what it means to be locked on the outside. The ability to embody in some small way Jesus' radical message of radical inclusion. I had the great joy of singing a requiem mass at All Saints Episcopal Church in Pasadena on the Feast of All Saints one year when Desmond Tutu was preaching. For those who may not know, Desmond Tutu is the retired Archbishop of Cape Town, South Africa, and he was and is a fierce fighter against apartheid and against the lack of civil rights anywhere he meets it. The Bible lessons for that day included the gospel that we've just heard from John. I'd like to share with you what he said about that gospel. Jesus did not say, I, if I be lifted up, will draw some. Jesus said, I, if I be lifted up, will draw all. All! 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 I'm trying to giggle like Desmond Tutu, but I can't do it. (laughs) Black, white, yellow, rich, poor, clever, not so clever, beautiful, not so beautiful. All, it is one of the most radical things. All, all belong. Gay, lesbian, so-called straight. All are meant to be held 
in this incredible embrace that will not let us go. All the saints, you, me, people ordained as pastors and priests, even university professors, all, God looked at all of us when we were born and God said, I swear this is true, it is very good. (sighs) But don't think that being born a saint absolves you of responsibility. If anything, it makes your life even more challenging. Because now I'm going to ask you to live up to your sainthood. You start by recognizing that everyone around you is a saint, too. In my Episcopal tradition, we repeat our baptismal vows at every baptism. And the one vow that I always struggle with, and for which at the very same time I am so deeply grateful, is when I re-promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving my neighbor as myself. So, right here, right now, I promise to see God in all of you because you are a saint. I hope you will see God in me. Make yourself a vow today that you will see a saint in every single person you meet. And incidentally, that means seeing a saint when you look in the mirror. There's a song that I learned as a young child, but I didn't learn to appreciate it until I was a fully grown man. And the reason I didn't appreciate it was because I didn't believe it. I was so convinced of my own unworthiness, of my damnation, that I couldn't bring myself to believe it. But I believe it now. And I believe it not only for me, but I believe it for every single one of us. And here's how it goes. Jesus loves me. This I know. Sing it with me. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves all the saints. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. In the wake of Hurricane Sandy, 
reveal your presence to those in the Caribbean and along the eastern region of our country so that they may know your healing and your hope and love. As one community on earth bound together by God's blessing of us as being created good, inspire us to pray and serve and help all those who suffer. O God, the generations rise and pass away before you. You are the strength of those who labor, and you are the rest of the blessed dead. We rejoice in the company of all your saints. We remember all who have lived, all who have died, and especially those most dear to us. Holy God, meet us here in this place as we mourn those who have died, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, siblings and grandparents, partners and friends. We remember before you Camille Collette, wife of Michael Brent, Judy Miller, wife of Fred Miller, Lyle Sladek, Professor Emeritus, Luther Ullman, member of our Board of Regents, Penny Murray, Jack Gilbert, Margaret Miller, mother of Maureen Henning, Bob Nesserrode, Craig Westerhoff, Mr. James, my great-great-grandma, Uncle Ken, and Aunt Sandy, Frank Clary, Cheryl McLean, Grandpa John, Uncle Barry Newman, David and Charles Evans, and Bernice Evans, Joe and Connie Castanzaro, Juanita and Lionel Ball, Howard Pincus, Anna Marie Wennett, Madeline Shigwida, Marge Smith, Leroy Herta, the most amazing grandpa anyone could ask for. Margie Bartza, Bishop Klein, Rob, active duty of the United States Armed Service, and District Elder Getch, Vernon Kelso, Lydia Wick, Jean Kennedy, Evelyn, Barbara Howard, Hannah Green, 
Bill Pygott, Pastor George Minor, my mom, Marie Streeter, Jeannie Richardson, Ruth and Lillian Jorgensen, Terry, Gregory Henry McGee, Elaine Ullman, Kendra Anderson Mead, Burka and Grandma Whidden, Chris Thomas, Becky Carls, June Carlson, Madison Winnegar, my mother, Helen Weaver, Jesse Ross, Chuck Dearborn, Rosemary Ditello, Andrian Hagen, Laura Williams, Kevin Powell, Lucia and Leo Krim. For the homeless poor who have died without shelter, Charles, Trish, Margaret Carr, Megan Anderson, Frederick Baer, Eileen Cole, and all who died in Hurricane Sandy in Cuba, Haiti, the Dominican Republic, in the United States, and Canada. Your love, holy God, reaches to the highest heaven. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Your love for all of us is broader than anything we can fathom. Your love embraces every one of your children. Hold us and all those who have gone before us in the wide embrace of your love and help us to trust in that love which knits all of us together in one family. We ask this in your name. Amen.